You know, there's a special mojo that's felt during those moments when human beings genuinely share who they are. When you see a songwriter who deeply believes and has lived the words that they're singing, it's the kind of magic that hushes a noisy room or sends shivers down your spine. I'm here to explore just that. What is it exactly that makes that kind of magic moment happen? Greetings, folks. My name is Michael Averill, and this is the Write Songs You Love podcast. Whether you're a professional songwriter or someone who uses songwriting to get their thoughts and feelings out on paper, you're welcome here. And you know what? Even if you've never written a song before, you are still totally welcome here. I understand and realize that there are actual people who are listening to this that have never written a song before, and we have either connected in some way or you've found your way here, and you may like writing of some other form, whether it's storytelling or poetry or uh, whichever way it comes to you. It's totally awesome that you're here too. And I thought today I would uh, talk about an exercise that I've been doing a lot with songwriters over the last 10 years, but particularly in the last few months, I've really focused down on this exercise and have just seen so many cool things come from it. And I'm sure many of you have done an exercise similar to this before or heard of an example or an exercise called a word tree. But this is a, a little bit of a twist on that. So I'll start by, by just saying, again, welcome. And I'm always so thankful for, for all of you taking time to come and listen. So let's get into this. This is going to be an exercise that you can actually try out for yourself and hopefully is a tool that can help your writing or is just a fun exercise to, to look at actually how you think about certain kinds of words. So if you've ever followed any kind of personal growth, development, or business work-related kind of seminars or books or the, that combination of genres, I'm, I'm no doubt that you've heard the phrase or like as an example of a word, crisis. And I don't know where it first started, but I have I know it's just popped up. I've heard a lot of people quote this, and they'll often refer to, in Chinese, the word crisis is a combination of two words, danger and opportunity. Now, languages like that, that end up being combinations of ideas that form one other big idea I'm a huge fan of. I just think it's such a cool way to look at words, to really distill any one word down to what are the two words that combine to create that one ultimate word. It makes me think of old days of like He-Man and Masters of the Universe where there was like Skeletor's sword and He-Man's sword. And when they combined, they made like the super sword that... <laughs> balanced the universe and something like that the other parallel that you could definitely say is like taking any pair of mismatched socks and and wearing them and then you become the conduit of balance in the universe <laughs> anyway two words making up one and and the cool thing about crisis you know looking at danger and oftentimes we think crisis is just like everything's in havoc chaos all this stuff but the fact that there may be opportunity is is a neat way to think of that word differently and it gives a different meaning. So this is going to be different for everybody and it is going to be different for you even if you did the same word 
on different days or different weeks or different months, so on and so forth, it would change based on our experience. So it's a dynamic, evolving thing and worth trying out to, to see if this can ultimately bring about some more clarity or generate some ideas for you if you're sitting down to write or if you're kind of stuck on something that you can use this tool to refer back to to potentially think about how to say something you want to say but maybe with different words that you didn't realize you thought. So I put out a question on Facebook the other day just to say, hey, I'm going to do something fun with this podcast and I, I need you to drop one word in the comments that's special for you. So I had three right off the top that I said, all right, first three people, I'm going to take your words and, and do this as an exercise just to, just to tell you and show you. But I've really enjoyed seeing all the other people that have that are still you know, popping on at this moment to add their words. There's some amazing words and awesome discussion that's coming through that. So thank you for that. But I'm going to start with these uh, first three people that gave me some suggestions. So the first one I'm going to start with is Mary Therese, who's out in France. So thank you for this. Her word was freedom. And so this is just for my, I just did this just now. I So what I did is I wrote freedom at the top of the page. And I put a line down going to the left and a line going down to the right. And then it's just a moment to have a choice to think about what do I think freedom, what two words make up freedom. And it's just go with it, just run with it, see what happens. Don't, don't overthink it, just kind of jump down and see what comes for you. But what I did is on the left, I put unrestricted and on right, choice. So I've got those two words. So now what you can do is if you go over to unrestricted, you draw a line down to the left and a line down to the right. And you think, what two words build to make unrestricted? So I put mobility and range. And then if I go back to the other word, choice, if I split that one into two, I put decisions and options. And then I took it a third layer and I went down. So if I'll go back to mobility, so this is how you do this. You go layer by layer by layer and you keep working through. So when I go mobility, I split that into able and movement. Range, I split into optimal and reach. Decisions, I split into clear and action. Options. I split into path and possibility. So say, for example, if I was writing about freedom, but I didn't necessarily want maybe to use the word freedom, this is a really cool way to examine what I think about that word and, and how things might be able to relate to say like, you know, like unrestricted choice, um, you know, paths of possibility, clear action or clear options, optimal, optimal mobility. You can start blending the layers and just mixing and matching words. And sometimes that can come about with a really cool phrase. And there's some other ones that came up in some of the other words that all that really jumped out at me that I'll, I'll share in a moment here. So thanks, Mary Therese. It's always great to hear from you and appreciate you contributing your word. So that's example one. Uh, the next example will go to Brooklyn. Thank you, Brooklyn. She 
chucked in perseverance as as a word. So I split perseverance into consistent and attempts. So if we go down to consistent, I split that into relentless performance. And if we jump over to attempts, we've got trial and hopeful. So if we take down that next layer, relentless I split into nonstop and effort. Performance I split into complete demonstration. Trial I split into risk and experiment. And the last one, hopeful, I split into belief and good outcome. So, yeah, I, I like I, one of the favorite ones for me there was hopeful. I like the, the belief in a good outcome. I, maybe if I was to define hopeful, I probably wouldn't have said it that way, but it makes sense to me. And I think that's a, a neat way to look at that I could definitely work with. Relentless. <laughs> I like that one, the way that was coming out of nonstop effort. So that's what I mean. You can just arrive at these places that you're only taking it step by step by each word that you kind of split apart, but um, you can wind up somewhere that can be really inspiring or just uh, light a spark for, for some other path that you didn't maybe think was related to the original word. So the last one I'll do today is a, is a unique one that I actually had to look up uh, from Sophia. It's called Petricor. And I, she was actually the first one to jump on there. And I, I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> so I had to look it up. I had never heard it before. And so Petricor is defined as a pleasant smell that frequently accompanies the first rain after a long period of warm, dry weather. And that is just such an interesting word. I didn't realize there was a word for that thing, but it's totally a thing. Or that just there is that very specific smell when you can even smell rain coming. It's a, it's a very unique smell and a very nice smell. I love it. Uh, so that was a unique word to, to split. And I so what I did is for Petrichor, I went on the left side, I put scent, and the right side, relief. And though for, so from scent, I split that into sense and smell, relief. I put pressure and break. And then coming down from sense, I put aware and feeling. Smell, I split into odor and inhale. Break, split into pause and moment. And lastly, pressure, split into internal resistance. Those are the two words, internal and resistance. So this whole concept particularly, I think, was one of my most favorite ones because I my mind is going, in many ways, just thinking about that situation of what that word means because where we live in Kelowna, BC, in this region, there's just been lots of fires. So it's like anytime there's rain, it's really a relief that hopefully that's helping to, to calm the fires and the scariness that's going on around that for how it's affecting people in their homes. So that definitely feels very personal right now. But just how that brewed down into this idea of pressure, you know, and that that looking at pressure as as 
an internal resistance, I thought was a, a really cool thing that would be fun to write from in terms of just describing it in a, in other ways. Like I could see, like if you carried on with those two words, I think that would turn into something pretty powerful. Anyway, I just wanted to share that exercise because I've just seen it break a lot of blocks for people or where they felt stuck recently. But also, um, I know with one of the participants recently, we looked at the word home and the way that that broke down for them, it actually became like a really interesting checklist of what what that person needed to feel home was home. And, and for someone who's in the middle of trying to, to find a new place to live and where to settle, it kind of gave a bit of like a roadmap to be like, oh, does do I, do I feel this in this place? Check, 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 or no, you know? Lots of different ways that this can be applied, but just wanted to take a moment to share and would love to hear what you guys get from this. And I also wanted to use that as an invitation to say I've got the Write Songs You Love community up now on Facebook. So if you want to search that up, or I'll put a link into it in the show notes here. You can come in there and would love love to sh- hear more of you sharing stuff like this. I'll I'll put a picture of of the these three that I did up in that group today. And <laughs> maybe we can actually use there's so many words that got added to the mix here just this today and and actually as as I speak there's still ones being popped on there. So maybe we can visit some more as a group. We can come on there and do a live or have a Zoom and invite other people to take part and just share what they think because it's a really powerful exercise. Anyway, definitely come and check out that community group. That's just mainly for listeners here, songwriters, obviously, um, and and anyone else who appreciates the craft of songwriting and just writing from a place that's really meaningful and purposeful to your heart, then that's what that's for. And you are most welcome to come there. So I will leave you. I just wanted to holler back to last week's episode with Adam Kane. That was a blast to talk about all sorts of different things. And one of the things he talked about from his music publishing days were getting really unusual requests for songs. And one of the suggestions that he he said that he had to encounter was to create a song that sounds like orange. And I love that. And so in the newsletter, which if you want to sign up and follow the newsletter, you can go to the bottom of writesongsyoulove.com and you can sign up there. That's a weekly thing that goes out with the podcast and just has some supplementary stuff and some other exercises and challenges and just things that are a bit different than the podcast and different than the Facebook. But um, I put that challenge out to to the people on the newsletter to write a song that sounds like orange. (laughs) And uh, a few responded and said they took it on and said they had a great time doing it and some are still working on it. So I encourage all of you who did do that to go into that Facebook community group and and post it there because I'd love to hear it. And if you want to try that and post it there, then by all means, you are welcome to. And uh, I will include my contribution. I did a song that I think sounds like orange to me and you're going to hear it right now so that's going to take us out for the day just wanted to say thanks for spending the time hope this exercise is useful for you and that you give it a go 
and buckle up. You're about to hear a song that sounds like orange. this. 